to uh, follow up with the question that Larry asked uh, just a couple of moments ago. And how do you put uh, hard cream cheese on a hard bagel? And the answer was with a soft knife. Um, I, I do, I, I mean, you know, this is going to be uh, rabbinic nourish guide a little bit, but I think in some ways that is a, uh, that is a, a really great analogy for what we've been doing here with the Tomer Devora. Right? In some ways, right, we are hard people. We are difficult people. Uh, we have uh, habits and personalities and uh, behaviors that have been ingrained in us, whether by nature or by nurture, over time. Right? We are who we are, and it's very, very difficult to change who we are. Uh, and then what the Tomer Devora offers is a very difficult program uh, for how to transform oneself. Some of the things um, uh, have in, we've encountered a lot of uh, a lot of negative uh, reaction toward. Maybe this isn't uh, a good way for a human uh, for a human to actually transform his behavior or her behavior. Maybe this is uh, uh, swings a person too far in uh, in in the opposite direction for what's for what's healthy. Um, and I think that there's some value to that. So we've actually been talking over the past uh, couple of weeks about uh, a recognition that the Tomer Devorah has about the difficulty of the program that he's offering uh, and also perhaps in some ways uh, the lack of desirability of some of the things he's offering for, uh, for certain situations, for certain times and places. It's not always appropriate to be totally accommodating uh, and forgiving uh, and compassionate to people. Sometimes you actually have to have a judgmental uh, uh, eye toward, uh, toward life. And so last week, um, I suggested that he was going to offer a, a three-pronged uh, negative approach uh, to cultivating humility. Right, so as to say, okay, this is the, the, the virtue, right? This is the hard cream cheese that you got to put on the hard bagel, right? But the soft uh, knife that you're going to do it with are, you know, to stop doing the following three things. And we talked about those, and those, uh, I think, were, were challenging. He phrased them as, uh, as, as medicine. This, this is a, a three-drug three cocktail to take for, to, to uh, become more humble. And now he's going to offer a, uh, a two-drug positive cocktail. Uh, for for being more humble, and that's going to close out the second chapter here. Okay, so the top of page Kufkaf that starts the following. I love the way it starts here. Ve'od matzati mashketov ma'od. I found a really good drink, and a really good medicine, a really good potion. Aval, I just love that uh, phraseology. There's a really we used to do that, my siblings and I, um, to no purpose whatsoever. We used to like go to the bathroom and uh, and like pour into a cup all the different stuff in the bathroom, right? So, like, so there'd be scope and toothpaste and shampoo um, and, you know, and, and soap and all sorts of stuff, and then we'd mix it up and then dare each other to drink it. Uh, right? So that's, that's what I think of when I think of, like, this idea of, like, a potion, right? So a, a, a combination, a concoction of, of uh, disparate things uh, that you hope is going to work. Uh, so I found a really good potion. Okay, but it's not as effective as the three-pronged negative approach that I uh, listed out before. And so this is a good thing to cultivate, but it's um, 
it's first of all, I think going to be more difficult. It's much more difficult, I think, to to uh, to cultivate positive virtue than it is to uh, stop negative virtue. Right? So it's much more different to like transform your behavior in a positive direction than it is to say, okay, well, I'm not gonna, you know. Right? So it's it's um it's uh in some ways like a recovery from addiction. Right. So it, in some ways, it's much easier to stop drinking than it is to actually cultivate a, 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 a way of being in the world that's not addictive. Um, so, right, just to, just to you know, uh, uh, quit the substance is important, and it's very difficult. I'm not saying that it's not difficult. It's, for some people, it's, it's the most difficult thing. Right? But, but what's actually even, I think, more difficult is to... Is to Change yourself in such a way that you're that you that you no longer think addictively, right? which is a big part of the disease of addiction, right? So, and that's what the the Hasidic masters uh, frequently say. They say that not only should a person sur merah, but they should asetov, right? Taking a verse from the Psalms that that a person not only needs to stop doing bad, but they need to actually positively engage in the good. And so most people, it's hard enough to stop the bad, but to positively engage in the good in a real, uh, thorough, systematic way, um, to really transform yourself to uh, to, to that kind of uh, behavior is actually um, is actually very very challenging indeed. And so uh, I can think of a really good example right? for me. You know, keeping Shabbos, and I think actually for a lot of Jews, right, we usually think of like the ethical commandments as being the easy ones. Right? Um, so we, you know, say, uh, by we, I don't necessarily mean the people at the table, but people say sort of pejoratively about Reform Judaism. Because Reform Judaism classically has dropped the ritual uh, commands and adopted the ethical commands. And a lot of people pejoratively say about Reform Judaism, uh, you know, they're taking the easy way out in Judaism. I don't necessarily think that's true. In some ways, I think it's much easier to not do work on Shabbos than it is to... Uh, than, than it is to um, stop speaking Lashon Hara, right? than it is to like really actively engage yourself in making this world a better place. Right? So that's why, it's, that's why the Ram, Ramban says, Nachmani says, it's possibly Naval Birshuta Torah. Right? It's possible to be a scoundrel with the Torah's permission. Right? Because you could follow the letter of all the laws. You could stop, you know, you could stop eating meat and milk together. You can stop doing work on Shabbos, right? But it's still possible to be a jerk even when you do those things. Um, so I think that that's what he's saying, right? So it's it, so Harishon um, who the first thing lechabed hanivraim kulam to honor all people. Achar shiakir bahem maalat habora asher yatsar haadam bechokma. Right? And the way to do that is to recognize within them the level of the creator, the aspect of them that is the creator who created people with wisdom. Right? In other words, to see the divine in every person. Right? To see every person as a reflection of their divine creator. Because right? every person is crafted with the wisdom of the creator. Right? And, uh, and one should uh, uh, see um, himself that uh, because they are created by God, they, ought, they, they have tremendous dignity. They, they ought to be honored a tremendous amount. Right? 
right? That uh, that the um, um, uh, uh, the um, uh, a, a piece of the of the creator of everything, a piece of the wisdom of the creator of everything, um, is in all of God's creation. And so, if you insult another person, right? If you scorn another person, it calls into question the honor of their creator. Right? So he, he gives a really good illustration of this. Right? So that's, uh, that it could be compared to a wise craftsman. And so he creates this person, let's say, crafts a, a beautiful, I don't know, ship in a bottle. Right? Uh, my grandfather used to make ships in a bottle. Um, so, crafts a beautiful ship in a bottle. Right? And, uh, actually, I don't know if he actually made them. He collected them. I don't know if he actually made them. I never saw him make them. Um, he said he did, but I don't know if he actually did. Anyway, so he crafts a beautiful, excuse me, he crafts a beautiful ship in a bottle. Right? Uh, that's just my example of what he's saying here. Right? Um, uh, and shows it to uh, to another person. Right? And and the other person just starts saying how how terrible it is. Right? What a, what a horrible you know cre- creation that is. You know you, you messed up the sails. You you know you uh, it's ugly color. Right? Um, whatever it is. Right? Just insult it. Right? So how uh, how much does that? It's not insulting the creation, I mean, it is insulting the creation, but ultimately it's insulting the creator. Ultimately it's insulting the person who, who built it, who took the time to form it, who actually, when a person creates something, they put themselves into their creation. Right, so you're not only insulting the actual created entity, but you're creating the person who built it and designed it. Because you're insulting that person's wisdom. By insulting what he made, right? and similarly, the Holy One uh, uh, is insulted when one of His creations is insulted, one of His creations is scorned. Right? And this is why it says in the Psalms, "How great are Your works, God!" Loa Margadlu. It doesn't say how great, how, how big, how magnificent. Ella Rabu. Lashon Rav Beto. Right? So it says the word Rabu, which he uh, interprets in the way of Rav Beto from the, uh, from the book of Esther, which there means Chashuvim Me'od. Very important. Right? So it's not how great are your works, God, but how important are your works, O God. Kulam Bechokmat Asita. Because you made them all in wisdom. Since you gave a piece of your wisdom in them, right? They are very great and important. Right? And so a person, um, uh, therefore, has an obligation to see in God's creations the at- the aspect in them of God's wisdom, and not the aspect in them that is, that they might find objectionable. Right, so to to in looking at a person, see them as a as a creation of God, as a 
as a as work of the master craftsman. Right? To, we tend, myself included, tend to look at um, at people's flaws. Right? Um, and what the Tomer Devor is offering is, I'm not. Uh, the cantor's uh, uh, exempt from this, but uh, <laughs> let me rephrase that in the singular. I tend to look at people's flaws and not necessarily focus on their. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and not necessarily look at their uh, at uh, at uh, their their um, their their total dignity. And what he's suggesting is. Um, that, that we, when we look at people, we ought to look at them as manifestations of their creator. Right? And that to look at their flaws and to uh, orient ourselves with regard to them, to treat them in relation to their flaws, is not only an insult to them, but is an insult to their creed. Now, that doesn't necessarily um, impact a person who, uh, who doesn't believe in, uh, in the authorship of, uh, the, in God's authorship of creation. I recognize that, um, but it also it, you could take God out of the equation if you want, um, and say that um, that that. Well, actually, let me hold that thought for a second because I think the second piece of what he says here it speaks to that. So, if, we, if you'll let me go on just a little bit longer, Hashini. So, the second thing, Yargil atzmo lahachnis avat bnei adam belibo. So, you should accustom yourself to. Uh, to allow the love of other people to enter into your heart. <laughs> Even wicked people. That they should be like his brother or sister. More than that, right? more than that, until the love of all people is fixed in one's heart. Or he should even love wicked people in his heart. Right, so you should say, how do I know that, that these people tomorrow won't be uh, fully righteous people that, uh, that, that uh, engage in tshuva? Right, to, so to never uh, write off the possibility of another person's uh, greatness, another person's transformation. To not, say, to not only orient ourselves toward, okay, this person's wicked now, and so they're a jerk, right? But he's saying, think about this, right? The possibility that, yes, today they might be a jerk, tomorrow they might be a completely righteous person who's done a full tshuva, a full repentance. So not think about who they are today, but who they might be in the future. The yukulam ahuvim rutsuyim l'makom, right? And then there'll be people, right? They might be tomorrow, people who are totally beloved and, uh, and desired by God. Right, as as it says that God is a true lover of all Jews. Right, so from the book of Exodus, I believe, oh Numbers, excuse me, book of Numbers. Right, Moses says, "Would that God would make everybody prophets." Right, God, uh, Moses is is a, a model here for uh, for for uh, the disposition toward other people. Right, that yeah, okay, they may not be the best people right now, right? But 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 they could be prophets tomorrow. Uba yehav. So how should you love these people? tovat Right, that you should consider, recall in your thinking any kind of good that they have. 
v'yichaseb mumam, and cover up their flaws. V'lo yistakel bin ge'ehem, right, and don't look at their negative attributes. Ela b'midot ha'tovot ha'shebahem, focus on the good qualities that they have. V'yomar b'libo, ilu hayah he'ani ha'ma'us ha'zeh ba'al ma'mon rab, Actually, let me, before I get there, right, now, I don't, again, I don't think he's saying that, um, that we need to, uh, sometimes a person's flaws totally outweigh their positive qualities in such a way that they are, um, that they ought not to be part of society, right? I don't think he's saying in a court of law, right, a judge should ignore the negative things that a person's done and say, but yeah, but, you know, he's actually, deep down, he's a nice guy. Right? I don't think it's saying that. Right? I think it's saying in our kind of uh, uh, interpersonal interaction, right? um, where, where you know, um, we might be insulted. We might be harmed by somebody. Right? Um, to not, to not uh, carry that negativity with us, um, one, in our general interaction, but also in our interaction with those people specifically, to focus not on the part of them that we dislike, but to focus on the part of them that is good, right? To train ourselves to look at the, like Monty Python says, right? To train ourselves to look at the bright side. They said, of life, right? This means of people, right? Look at the bright side of people. V'yomar bilibo, and you should say in your heart, Right. So if this if this poor person, if this despised person was a really rich person, how wonderful would I treat his friendship? How joyous would I be in his friendship? Right. Like I I really love my my friend uh, Professor Moneybags. Right. And how much would I love my uh, this guy over here, who's a who's a poor you know poor guy? Right. He's using the the metaphor of poverty, but you think of, <laughs> right? I really really love my friend, who's uh, who's like the sweetest guy in the world. Right. Um, right. Um, if my friend here, who's not the sweetest guy in the world, if he were the sweetest guy in the world, how much would I love him? It's right? so saying, in theory, they are the same people. Right? In theory, they're both equal human beings. They, they, they manifest in different ways in the world, right? So one's rich, one's poor. But if the poor one was rich, how happy would I be to be friends with him? Right? If, the, if the jerky one was nice, how happy would I be to be friends with him? So, So if the poor guy were to just put on nice clothes, rich people's clothes, right? if the jerk were to start acting nicely... Right? There would be no difference between them. Right? So if so, how can I withhold his honor? In other words, people inherently, I think he's saying, are equal. People inherently are the same. They might manifest in different ways. They might One might be a jerk, one might be really nice. One might be rich, one might be poor. But to envision... Right, their their fundamental, their root equality, their infinite dignity, and equal dignity together, and to say, okay, they might just be wearing different clothes. One's wearing the clothes of a not nice person. One's wearing the clothes of a nice person. One's wearing clothes of a rich person. One's wearing clothes of a poor person. And so, how can I envision the poor person, the or the not nice person? How can I envision that person as wearing the other clothes? Right, and then. How would I be perfectly happy 
relating with him, being friends with him, in the same way that I'd be happy being friends relating with the other person. Shehu nagua meduka be'onivi yisurim menukaba v'harei be'enei Adonai chashu mimeni. Right? And actually, in God's eyes, that person's more important than me. Shehu nagua meduka be'onivi yisurim menukaba He gets a little medieval here, right? So this person, the poor person, is all is afflicted with all sorts of afflictions and uh, and has no money, right? And so therefore, he's more important to God. V'lama esna misha kadosh baruch have right? This idea that um, that there's such a thing as yisurim shel ahava. Right, that God only afflicts those that God loves. Right, so you see a poor person, you see a negative person, you see a, 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 a downtrodden person. It's a sign that God actually loves them in his worldview, a sign that God actually loves that person more than God loves a person who's, doing, who's very well off, right, who's, doing, who's doing really well. Um, not necessarily my theology, but I'll allow it for the time. The, the lawyers, know, I'll allow it for the time being. Right? Through this, a person will enable his heart to be directed toward the side of goodness of that person. Right? And then he'll be accustomed to, uh, to, to incorporate all of these positive virtues that we've seen. Right? So the two-pronged approach, right? the two-pronged cocktail, the two-pill cocktail. Right? One is to see every person as an embodied manifestation of their creator. And the second is to focus on the good qualities that people have and not on the bad qualities. Does it work all the time? No. Is it really hard? Yes. Is it always the right approach? Perhaps not. Right? But as a general rule, I actually think this is profound wisdom. And I think that actually if we were to, to treat other people this way, to see other people this way, I think we would personally be happier. I really believe this. I think that we individually would be happier. And I think that uh, we would be more beloved as individuals. And I think that, um, that we might actually have a hand in building a nicer world. And imagine if, if that kind of kindness was the rule <coughs> rather than accept the, exception, the exception. That kind of dignity given to other people were the rule rather than the exception. Okay. Again, is it perfect? No. Do I think it, it, it ought to be applied in every aspect of our lives? No. As a, as a spiritual practice and how we orient toward other people, I, it seems to me very profound. That's just my opinion.